just topical tonight, but from the topic that we've been looking at for a couple of weeks in Ephesians on the uh, music, making a joyful noise unto the Lord, I pray, and we, and, uh, we do. The less people we have in here, the better the singing. It, it, it just works that way. And so on Wednesday we have, I think, uh, some of the best singing, and so that's good. Ephesians, we're going there, be not drunk with wine in which is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making a melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting what yourselves one to another in the fear of God. And so... We looked at that verse 20, last part of verse, or middle part of verse 19 and 20 last week. And in everything we are to give thanks, always, for all things. And singing is a part of that, isn't it? And um, <clears throat> I mentioned it or in the bulletin, it was just a heading, Principles for Good Music. And um, I had this filed away, I had it recorded, and I don't know who to give tribute to for it. <laughs> Somebody did it, there's four pages, we only going to do part of one page and uh, looking at the principles for good music and the principle for good music is the principle for living godly life anyway because the certain principles don't change no matter to what they're applied if they're applied to music if they're applied to our workplace our, our career if they're applied to our bible reading if uh, you know our job whatever it is these things hold true. And so it's, we'll, we'll go through. We're not going to try to go through all of them, so don't say, oh, no, I'm going to sleep. Ah, those at the back. No. We'll go back further. How are we going? Getting better? What's happening back in the... <laughs> There's all these up here. <laughs> right, well, well, turn your ears on then. No, folks, turn your hearing aids up. <laughs> yeah. And then you'll be able to understand what's written up here. Good. We're all set. How about you, Ethan? No worries. Good, thanks. <laughs> no, nor hearing aids. No. Okay. <clears throat> right. The, prin the principles of music, as I said, are universal truth. They may be slight variances of application in different cultural settings, but these basic principles must be still applied in any place, in any situation. And so 
they don't have anything on the bottom of the four pages I've got and, and they've done a, a good job of this and it's in the file for early 2000 around that era, era that I, I found it. Um, <clears throat> some of the things about music to glorify the Lord is the first one. Music must glorify God. There's a principle in the word of God. Can anybody think of a reference that's not up there that probably might be, be as good as the other ones that are there? Yep. Yep. Whether you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. That's in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 31. And verse 32 is a good verse too. <laughs> For those of us who are pre-mill, pre-trib and all the other Jew, Gentile and church. Three distinct groups of people in the church age. And it's right there with that verse. Do all to the glory of God. Can people truly say when they have the contemporary music, they're doing it to the glory of God? And I cannot see that. And if 60 years ago, I'll probably have to add another 10 years every so often, 60 years ago that any church heard that music that they play in many and most churches today, they would say, what is happening? That's worse than the world plays back then. And they would say, definitely not godly. And uh, that's the way it's gone. You say, well, we have to change with... No, we don't have to change with the flow, especially if it doesn't glorify the Lord. Um, Bringing glory to God is our highest goal in life. That's the reason we've been created. Um, Revelation chapter 4 and verse 11, one of the verses there, where we read this, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honour and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Whatever we do, we're to do to the glory of God. In, in Corinthians and here, all things were created for his pleasure. Does he have pleasure in that that is contemporary and quite wild, literally. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 7. Isaiah in the Old Testament, 43 and verse 7. Everyone who is called by my name, for, for everyone who is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory, I have formed him, yea, I have made him. So whatever we do, no, no, this is not just with music. So this is applying it to music. We are to do to glorify God. So, at work, at home, in our relationship with our siblings, with our parents, in the fellowship, we're to do it all to the glory of God. So often it's done for the pride of man, and it shouldn't be so. Bringing God or glory to God must be the music's, our music's highest goal and Psalm 104, well, we're right there in the Old Testament, so Psalm 104 and verse 33. I will sing unto the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have my being. That's a good one. I will sing unto the Lord as long as I live. <laughs> that means we could, we're to be doing what Ephesians tells us, singing, making a melody in our hearts to the Lord. I will sing praise to my God while I have my being. So while we're alive, while we've still got this, our spirit and we're alive, we are to sing to him. Now, secondly, my music must be spiritual, must be spiritual. 
You say, you say well, that depends on one's definition of spiritual, doesn't it? <laughs> because in Ephesians 5.18, spiritual songs, it mentions them in that and Colossians 3.16. And spirit, spiritual music is the opposite to fleshly music. And fleshly is mentioned in Paul describing the deeds of the flesh in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 17, just in case you can't read them. You'll probably read the verses better than, better than you can the words. But Galatians 5 and 17, where he lists the, the things of the flesh, deeds of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. These are contrary, the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. Now, here's another, another principle. My music must be spiritual. There is the spiritual and there's the non-spiritual. There's the flesh that lusts against. And they're contrary. They're, they're opposites to each other. They should not be attracting. Uh, spiritual music is the opposite to fleshly music. There is both in the world today, isn't there? There's more fleshly music. And um, drones on on the radio. Any, any station you turn on, the radio in your car, it'll be there. <laughs> And the Christian radio station is not, not much different. In fact, you turn to the Christian radio station, I won't tell you what it is. There's one in Albury that goes on and on and on. And uh, they keep on sending me things to support it, and I haven't done that. And there's the one in Melbourne and that goes on and on and on. And uh, the music, it, to, to me, if, if I, I've deliberately gone and turned it on and listened, then I'll turn a, a, a station on that's just a worldly one. And you know what? The Christian one's worse. <laughs> it is just wild. And they're screaming. You can't hear the words they're saying. It doesn't make sense. It's not edifying to anybody. It's not bringing, if they're using it, trying to use it to bring people to the Lord, how can they hear what's being said? It's, it's like that in Corinthians where they're all speaking in tongues. It's so confusing when you get in there. Well, who's, who's saying what? What are they t trying to say here? And often repetitive. Over and over again. Chapter 5 of Galatians and verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness. Now you say, well, Christians that sing the contemporary music are not that way. No, it does lend itself to that way. They're copying what the world has done in their dress, their behaviour, and their movements of their body. It is, it is fleshly. And spiritual music will be characterised by the fruit of the Spirit, which is in verse 22. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness. Uh, <clears throat> in contrast to the lust of the flesh, spiritual music will not be sensual, it won't be suggestive, it won't be sexual in its, in its movements, in, its, in, in fact, not the movement at all. But that's what they do in the world, and that's what they'll want to do with contemporary stuff in the church spiritual music will, will not be like liked or understood by the world and in first corinthians it has that they, they don't like spiritual things <laughs> they cannot comprehend spiritual things that's what it says in first corinthians 2 14 and uh, spiritual music will not be liked or understood by the world but with contemporary christian music you know in quotes that's they'll enjoy because it's part of what they are. They like that. They soak it up. Uh, the third point under this second main, 
spiritual, or the fourth point, spiritual music is aimed at truth, not just feeling. And it talks in a reference, not in that one in 2 Corinthians, but it talks about we walk by faith and not by sight. And the truth of the word will be taught. You know the hymns that we sing from our hymn book. Someone said to me, I think the deacons were present when they said it, oh, you know, there's a lot of there's hymns in that that you, your doctrine doesn't agree with. I said it's a few. There's not a whole lot. <laughs> and um, when, it, when you're singing them, can you discern what's right and wrong? <laughs> and it wasn't because I deliberately did it. It's because they didn't have, weren't taught in that area, and particularly in relation to the kingdom. When you when you sing something, but most of the hymns that we have, I can't say all of them, but most of them there are uh, words that teach us. They're aimed at teaching spiritual truth. That's what it says in the book of Ephesians, does it not? In that reference there, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns, and spiritual songs. So that might be in Colossians. Yeah, chapter 3, verse 16. Um, thirdly, my music must magnify the character of God. Uh, <clears throat> God is a God of order. What, is it, what do you think it says in 1 Corinthians 14? We're down to here. <clears throat> do all things decently and in order. Yep. Do all things decently and in order because God is a God of order. My God is a God of truth. And Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth. This is another principle here. So it must glorify God. It must be spiritual. My music must magnify the character of God as a God of order. And the music itself is not orderly. Right, that is contemporary music, I mean. It's just not orderly. And it's been shown by those that understand that that is very much so. It's coming down on the wrong beat. Uh, my, <clears throat> my God is a God of truth and my God is a God of beauty. As it says in Psalm 27 and verse 4. And if you... Now people say, well that's only your personal opinion. If you look at people in the, in the world that use their, their music, there's nothing beautiful about it. Their movements, their gyrations, everything they do is very, very fleshly. And it's not, to show, it's not going to show the beauty of God if Christians get to doing that. It's, I don't want to advertise it, but there's a, there's a program on TV that's run by the Charismatics. And, you, and, and they say we're, we're not contemporary in our music and dot, dot, dot. And I turn it on and say, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> you are so. They're using contemporary music and they're swaying around to it all the time and moving to the music. Now, is it glorifying God? Is it magnifying the character of God? Is it spiritual music? My music must transform me to be more like God, not like the world. And that's what, it, you know, the verse in Romans 12 too. That be being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Not to be like the world, but to be different from the world. My music must be, uh, yeah, my music must be music of submission. Submission. <laughs> Ephesians 
verses 5, and then it leads into, and that's a, I was debating whether to just go keep on going and leave this out, but I thought it would be worth looking at this. The next thing that you talk about in verse 21 of Ephesians 5 is submitting yourself. And then it talks husbands and wives. It talks about fathers, children and servants in the following verses. And it goes along right with this, the music that starts the thought here. Being indwelt by the Spirit of God, being controlled by the Spirit of God, these things will be so. Now, with rock music... It is totally non-submissive. The unsaved people themselves say it is defiance. It is disobedience. That's what they say. And you you read uh, those books like This Little Church Went to Market, This Little Church Stayed Home. Have you read that book? It's a good one. And there's another one by Litch. What's the other one? We were looking at the other day. I had them here last week. I didn't bring them this week. But, uh, yeah, contemporary music. And it's, and it's, it's very much like the, the opposites. This little, and, and it's playing on this little pig went to market and this little pig stayed home. But, uh, and I thought, that's exactly what the church is doing. They're marketing their gift. You know who is good at marketing their gift in the Bible that the Lord comes down with great condemnation in the New Testament? Balaam. He sold his gift. He marketed his gift. And we are not to do that. <laughs> we are not to do it. It's not for sale. It's for service. It's to minister to the Lord. But here, they themselves say that it's non-submissive. It's that of rebellion. And if you went back to where it started in, what, 50s and 60s, last almost 70, 80 years ago, when it first started, what was it associated with? And if you were around then, you'd see. Rebellion. Rebellion. And protests. Yep. And they were really going for it. And they were in rebellion against authority. And that's what they use. And, they, and you need to understand the beginnings of it. If you weren't there, listen and hear those that were there in seeing that, that before this sort of thing come into the world. And it's, it's leading to a point, isn't it? Total rebellion against God in the tribulation. Um, but my music must be music of submission. Submission to my God. Submission to earthly authorities. This is a principle. It goes not only for music, but for everything. Submission to earthly authorities. Obey them that have the rule over you. And it's spiritual authorities there too in the church. Submit yourselves to them. Submission to my brothers in Christ. Ephesians 5 and 1 Peter 5. Um, What are we up to? Uh, Sixth point there. My music must not cause other Christians to stumble. And I think this is very important. 1 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 13. 1 Corinthians 8, 13 reads, Wherefore, if meat make my brother to offend, I will eat no meat or flesh while the world standeth, lest I make my brother to offend. Who is going to be offended when contemporary Christian music is used in a conservative church? 
the conservative people of the church. And uh, you, ask, you ask people that go back from here, a missionary, American missionaries, they've been out here for four years and go back to America. And what do they find? Downhill, downhill. Someone's been appointed as a music director and they seem to be very prominent people in those churches over there, the big ones, and they take the church down. They take it away from its roots. The people that don't agree with it, who have actually built the physical church, who have been the, the foundation of the church, are told to leave. You leave if you don't agree with what we're doing and the direction we're taking, and that over and over again is happening. Pastor Hines said, again, this time back, it, the same thing's happened. It just goes down and down. It's not drawing people. It's offending people. It's offending people that have put a lot of effort into the, a lot of churches and paid a high price. And then you have a generation comes in that knows not the things that have been sacrificed and haven't had to sacrifice, and they just take over the place. And it's just not right. And God is not pleased, and it's causing great offence. Ephesians, what we're in First Corinthians eight, thirteen. Yes, don't. Uh, th- there's talking about meat there, but this is a principle: music, meat, what you eat, what you drink, how you dress. If it makes your brother to offend, Paul said, "I'll eat no meat while the earth stand." I, I'll go vegetarian. I'll go veggie. What's the ve- vegan? <laughs> but I'll I'll go that way if that's going to cause my brother to offend. And with this. This issue, it is definitely causing people offence. That's an, and a, a great offence. It's a great offence to cause to offend. In Matthew 18.6, I must maintain a standard of integrity because of those who are watching. It may take those questionable areas a lot further than I would. Um, <clears throat> and this seventh point there, my music must be going in the right direction. When you become a Christian, what happens? You do a 180 degree turn and you go the other way. You don't drag the stuff you used to have into the church and say, well, we're going to learn this worldly stuff. No, <laughs> you go the other direction. And uh, the people that are probably more um, dogmatic and teaching against contemporary music are the people that have been there and done that before they were saved. And they have a real beef about it. it you know, they, 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 can, they, they can hear it and, and all of a sudden it just gets them carried away in their heart and mind. The, the temptation's there and we shouldn't uh, do that to people. <laughs> they know it's, it, it can drag them away. It's like the drunk, he needs to stay what? Right away from the alcohol, right away, even the smell of it. And uh, you can make your brother a fan, you can head him in the wrong direction and it causes great harm to him and to those who have come out of the, the music scene of the world. Um, <clears throat> There's all the others there. If you want a copy of this, it doesn't say non-copyrighted because it's got no one, no one owns it. <laughs> so if you want a copy of that, and there's um, there's others. That, why did God make music, um, music in the believer's life? And the third one, a fourth one, is contemporary Christian music. And is it biblical? Um, <clears throat> probably, John, you've been involved in it <laughs> in the past. 
and you know the dangers of that, of the music. Pastor Hine was involved with it, and uh, we've we've talked with the deacons about having the um, Nathan Searle come down and do a do a weekend on the music, because we do need to be reminded now and then that going in the direction of that, bringing it into the church is just wrong and it'll take the church away from the, the roots of it. There's not a whole lot of churches that just sing hymns. You know, you, have you noticed some elderly people turning up at church from Sydney and that they're, they're coming along? And one thing that they notice first up is when we start singing. <laughs> they sort of, well, hymns. And I, I, I sort of take a peek and look at them when they're singing. They don't know the hymns. Why? because they've not been singing them in the churches they've come from. And that's sad, isn't it? I think it is. They're not singing those old, well, it doesn't have to be old, but good godly music that edifies the church and builds them up. So be careful. Don't offend. Don't cause your brother to stumble. And see, (laughs) you can hide the music... from us but your young people your children your grandchildren know what you're playing and what you're listening to now be careful it takes a lot it takes very little to go downhill and away from the the good godly spiritual hymns and songs it takes something to hold the truth it's always easy to slip it's always easy to slide down a slide but you try to climb it it's a little harder so maintain the truth for the glory of God and uh, for the benefit of the Christians who may be built up.